0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so this is a NoVe Education podcast. Welcome back to Noved Education. As always, I am your host, Noved. Thank you for tuning in. Hope everybody had a fun and safe weekend. I know mine was cool. Got together with the Dead Space ENT. Uh, we recorded our 50th episode, our 50th real episode. We have other ones in the vault. We have some bonus ones, but this is our like 50th real episode for everybody. Uh, we just went over to the Masti Studios, had a little potluck, you know what I'm saying? Recorded, watched some baseball, a uh, little bit of the Masters, caught some, um, some late basketball, you know, playoffs is coming. So uh, I'll be talking about that. I know I don't be talking about basketball too much, but I'll be talking about that soon. Uh, obviously we're in a different location again, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's all good. We always, you know, always got to be prepared for whatever, bro, whatever. Anyways, we got, uh, the Gary Payton right here. If you're looking at the video, it's actually Gary Payton with the Lakers, not Kobe. We got Eric Gagne. Yeah, how many of y'all remember Eric Gagne, bro? Real shit. Those, that game overtime was, it was legit, bro, back in the day in Dodger Stadium. We used to have season tickets. My grandpa used to have season tickets. And uh, we was right there at the load section behind third base, and that shit was fun. And it was fun because also when the Giants would come into town, Barry Bonds would be playing left field. All the shit, y'all remember that shit talking that Barry Bonds said, "Where's the juice, Barry?" All that fucking bullshit, bro. Good times, good times. Eric Gagne, bro. I remember that shit. Remember if y'all remember Eric Gagne, put your send me your favorite Eric Gagne clip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> send me your uh, favorite Eric Gagne clip. But anyways. On to with on with uh the my thoughts for the UFC, bro. The UFC 273, the fucking fight we all were waiting for. Well, I was really waiting for the highly anticipated uh Khazmat Chemayev, Hamzat Hazma. I'll be saying his name differently. I apologize. And uh Gilbert Burns, bro. First off the bat, first straight off the off the bat, like great fucking fight. Truly one of the best fights I've seen and exciting i was nervous throughout that whole fight for some fucking reason i just wanted it to be real you know what i'm saying like i wanted it to be real but also part of me wanted to see like like the myth just fly away (laughs) you know what i mean it was just like very nerve-wracking uh do i believe that it was a unanimous decision no but what do i know but i know after talking with the boys and just you know the conversation about it was that unanimous decision wasn't I don't think it was it was correct cuz that second round I would definitely give that second round to Burns, bro. Even though I mean all three of these rounds were pretty much close, but I'd give the first round to uh Khazmat. Second round, I definitely I definitely gave it to Burns. I was like this is a 1-1. One, one. And then that third round, um there was pretty even, but I thought that Kosmat did enough just to squeak by because of his dominant first round and how close that second round was. So third round was pretty close, but I did, I thought he did enough, you know. I was, I was even at the time. I mean, when you're fucking hyped up, nope, sorry, I spit. <laughs> when you're hyped up drinking, uh, and just watching these fights and you're so excited, like I was like, oh, it's so fucking close. It's so fucking close. It's a draw. It's a draw. <laughs> I always be saying that with every fucking fight, bro. Uh, but I, I did not see it unanimously, bro. Here's what we do know now. We know where Hamzat's at, bro. We know exactly where he's at. The man got tested. We all wanted to see him get tested to see if it's real. And uh, it's real, ladies and gentlemen. The man is a beast, but we know where he's at now. You know what I'm saying? From 11th all weekend, I was saying uh, he's 10th. How come y'all didn't correct me, bro? How come y'all didn't correct me? (laughs) All week, I was saying that he was ranked 10th, but he's 11th, which I saw. And um, he's going up against... The number two welterweight. Well, technically the third because Usman's champion, but the number two welterweight top three, bro. Welterweight, and p- most people would say in the world. I mean, I'm going to say just UFC. That that was no fucking joke, bro. <laughs> that was no joke. I was a little bit scared. I thought that Khazmat, Hamza was going to fucking get dropped. There was a few shots where he ate. I was like, this motherfucker is still coming? Like, he's still... That, and it's real. We know exactly where he's at now. Definitely top five. Definitely top five. Um, I didn't think anybody thought that he would have been ready for the chip already. I think everybody's just kind of just like, ah, let's give him one more fight, then maybe the chip. Yeah, after this fight, I don't think he's ready for the chip. I'm not saying that, you know, he got some humbleness in him, but he kind of did. You know what I'm saying? He got a little bit of a, yo, this is top five. Top, that top five fucking material, just straight fucking killers, bro. Straight killers. I'm excited to see what they do with Hamzat next. I know that Dana White came out in the Pat McAfee show and said that, hey, uh, we're going to do Gilbert Burns, for, I mean Gilbert Burns, uh, Colby Covington versus Hamzat. I'm a fucking idiot. Hamzat on the, um, if he wins this fight. Now, I, I thought that. If he starts them, that could have been an easy fight for him. And then all, all the way, all the way straight up to the championship. I don't think that now, bro. I think that if they were to fight, you know, Kobe versus, uh, Hamza, I think that, that Colby might be the favorite, you know, cause Kobe goes five rounds. Uh, Hamza seemed a little bit gassed. He seemed gassed. He seemed like he got hurt. And those were only three rounds. And if you notice in Kobe Covington's fights, uh, he goes five rounds. He goes five rounds. And, uh, his last rounds always seem to be his best. Like when he was going up against Kamaru, his last like fourth and fifth round, third round were like, seemed to be like his best. Cause he has that great stamina and he could take a punch, bro. He could take and give a punch. Unlike Gilbert Burns, uh, Gilbert Burns can take a punch, but Burns kind of got gassed out. You know, he got kind of like gassed out, not too much because he was still throwing. But uh, if you get, Kobe, Kobe, Cummington in that late third and you're gassed out he's not gonna stop bro he's gonna he's gonna keep coming with something different and I thought his last fight against uh Masvidal was was his best like his best performance ever so uh coming off of his best performance ever up against a number 11th ranked ranked fighter shot up all the way to number two and barely squeaked by I think that Kobe's going okay let's do this now Dana now let's do this like let's do this. What I would like to see now after his performance, after we've seen it, there's a fight coming up this weekend, uh Vicente Luque versus Bilal Muhammad. I would like to see Hamza fight the winner of that fight. For those of you who don't know uh, Vicente Luque and Bilal Muhammad, go look up their fucking uh their highlights, bro. It's just straight up just game fighting style, they 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 do it pretty much all and they do it well. Great defense, great offense, great momentum coming off of Bilal Muhammad's side, too. I believe this is their second fight, so I think I think it's like number fourth and six or some shit like that. I don't know where this fight puts Hamza. At. I don't know where he, where, but he's definitely in top five, top six. Um, but I think he should fight the winner of Bala Muhammad versus uh, Vicente Luque because we seen that if he goes up to Kobe, and mind you, mind you, he could he could be the real deal and he could come come in and just completely dominate Kobe for five rounds if he makes the changes, which I think he will. But if you're going, if you're going traditionally, at the, the, what the UFC does is they create like stepping stones for for fighters. You know what I'm saying? What they're doing like with Sugar Sean O'Malley, what they're probably gonna do with uh, uh what is it, uh, Patty B? All like these fighters, they you know Khabib, they did that. You just step them up a little bit. This was a fucking rare occasion where the 11th ranked uh, fighter goes up to fight the number two ranked fighter in the world or UFC. This was rare, dude. So if he thought that he wasn't the real deal, like if anybody had that question, it's like, nah, like <laughs> he's the real fucking deal. I don't think any of us doubt that now. You know what I'm saying? But I would like to see him fight. But the winner between I'm I'm I'm, I'm caught, I think Balamahab is gonna win. I think he's gonna beat Vicente, Vicente Luque. Um, this fool, I, like, I'm I would just see him in the prelims a couple times, and he would just fight. He would win, and then you just start noticing this motherfucker is just moving up in the rank. Doom, doom. Just winning, just winning, winning. I follow him on a Twitter. He put out a video of, of his defense and how how he how he he has a good stuffing, his takedown defense, his pudging power. The dude is real, and I think that would be a good test for not only Hamzat but Bilal Muhammad. Because we're not talking about him too much, but I think after this weekend, and I do think he's going to beat Vicente. I think that that we we can start talking about that. Like maybe Burns gets in that conversation again. You still got uh, Nate Diaz who wants to fight. I don't think Nate Diaz should should be going after Hamzat, bro. <laughs> I don't think he, he should be going after him. But, uh, oh, Deadmonger actually made the comparison saying that, you know, Hamzat looks exactly like a, just a stronger version of Nate Diaz, who's just always game. For when he's getting hit, he just keeps coming, keeps the pressure on, keeps that defense, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's so strong, bro. He He's so strong for being – he looked a little slim. He looks a little slim. But he is just so strong. He's so big. He has, he has that length to drag you. And his right hand is very sneaky. He has that very sneaky hook, that very sneaky uh, upper uppercut. And his jab is kind of just like a like it snakes through to the chin. Uh, I'm excited to see the changes that he's gonna be made. But yes, I would, I do want to see. Don't give me, don't hear what I'm not saying. I would want to see Kobe Covington versus Hamzat Jemayev. Trust me. Like, I don't, don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. I believe that that fight's going to be on ABC, supposedly. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I would love to see that fight. <laughs> don't, but I'm saying, as far as like the test and for uh, Hamza to actually, you know, grow in this division. Cause if you're, you gave him, he was 11th. You gave him the number two. He barely squeaked by. You're about to give him the contender and he's, that's going to be a tough one. And you know, he's not ready for Kamaru. We know this now. Like, we know this. So I think the best, the best comparison, the best fight for him, the the best next test for these both fighters would be, I think, Bilal Muhammad versus uh, Hamza Chamayev. Even if Vicenta wins, like Vicenta, I think he earns it because, you know, you still got Leon Edwards who's going to fight Kamaru, who I, people have been waiting for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Kobe's on the shelf right now, but he says, he, I mean, they say he's going to fight. So, I mean, Kobe, you know Kobe. Maybe Kobe just sit around us a little bit, handle some shit. You know, see how things play out. I think Kobe's too much, too fast right now. It's too too mu- too too much, man. Too much for games at. <laughs> it's too much, brother. But uh, it was fun. It was definitely fun. That experience. That picture of him standing or sitting down on the cage. That is a fun. That's a fun. That's a badass photo, bro. That's a badass photo. Uh, did I think he get humbled? He got humbled. Maybe a little bit. But I I think that killer mentality will still be intact, especially in this top five. You need that shit. But I think he comes out different. Maybe he gets smarter, talks to some different fighters. I would like to see him talk to like like some boxers, train with a boxer, because if you can get this man to be an unbelievable striker, like that would be scary as fuck. If he can learn how to strike just a little bit, like as far as like accuracy and pinpointing and setting shit up and head movement, I saw I, he got hit a lot. That head movement he needs to work on a head movement. I ain't working with with uh Kobe or Kamaru. That head movement, number one, I I think needs to be improved. But well, who the fuck am I? Uh but if he can if he could train with, you know, a boxer, like a seasoned boxer, someone who can actually you know teach him the ropes on how to like set shots up be more accurate pinpointing your your shot that bad, that boy going to be deadly he going to be deadly cuz he is like what he has a what 82 arm reach arm, arm length something like that reach length i don't know man but that, that's what i see it that that's what i see with Kamza he is definitely dangerous but uh he's not ready for Kamara so that's all i got to say about that Um, uh, the 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 first two fights were were tight. What was it? Um Pinch, Vinch, Vinch, Pichel versus uh, uh What's that wrestler's name? What's wrestling? You gotta forgive me. You gotta forgive me. Let me look it up real quick. Let me look it up. But while I'm looking it up, ladies and gentlemen, why don't y'all uh subscribe if you haven't already been subscribing? Um also shout out to the Dead Space ENT. Uh we'll be putting up a uh, a couple of videos and we have our 50th episode coming up. I think y'all will enjoy that. Also, if you haven't already, go check out the um, Five AM Beats and myself made a song called "Out of Shape." It's on Apple Music, Spotify, um, Spotify, Amazon Play, YouTube Music, anywhere you listen to music, bro. Go get it. iTunes, you could buy it. That would help us out a, a lot, a lot. But all right, here we go. I got the card. I got the card. It's uh, yeah, Vince Pichel versus Mark Madsen. That was a cool fight, too. That was cool. Like, I thought that um, Madsen, so he won. Okay, I'll give him that in the end. I'll give him that in the end. I saw his wrestling was obviously better. But you got to give some style points to Pichelle because this dude came up. He came up, and he just fucking, he was game bred And he he felt like he needed just to test him in all the aspects of the game, even in his own game. So uh, the balls for that food to do that. The mustache was on point, but, uh, that was a cool little fight. Cool warm up for the, for the card because the next fight, uh, Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres, that was tight, bro. That was a crazy fucking fight. Uh, the, when, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mackenzie almost had her in that fucking arm bar where she had her up against the cage. I thought it was over. I was screaming like, it's over. It's done. He got it. She got it. But then, uh, you know, the Tisha, Tisha Torres, she, uh, she held it down, bro. She, she's a, she's a, she's a bad motherfucker. she, she, she was obviously being outplayed like with the grappling, but I thought she held she held up well. And when she did hold hold up well, her stamina was kind of carrying her. Her punching power was there. Her striking was there. But in the end of the day, uh Mackenzie Dern, she did enough to get it done. So, but that was interesting. That was a good fight. And then you've seen her fucking husband with the fro, just uh <laughs> like all excited in their back and the, and then the uh their daughter, man. Oh, what a cute little baby. Cute little baby. That fucking uh that made that made that fight. That put the cherry on top of that fight. Uh, but, oh, Aljamain Sterling. Al Joe. Al Joe versus Piotr Jan. Look it, bro. If you guys don't follow me on, on social media, please follow me on social media. On Instagram or Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat. Let me know. Uh, Novid Ortiz, at Novid Ortiz. The whole week, last week, even in my podcast, if you guys are listening, you guys are probably saying, Devin's a fucking idiot. All week, I was saying Piotr Jan. I was saying Pior Dion, you know, he needs to he, – he's going to – He it's his ceremonial, like, crowning of the chip. Like, it's finally his. to deserve it. We know he's the better fighter, yada yadi blazi blah. I also said, you know, for Aljo, Aljo to win, he's got to extend his energy, uh, use a little bit more of his grappling, what he's comfortable with, his wrestling, his jiu-jitsu, stretch it out to five rounds. That's what I was saying. But I was saying I'm taking Pior Dion and I'm not going to change. I, I'm not going to change on that. So come – Come a, a Friday night, I'm at I'm, I'm at get off of work, whatever. I'm chilling, playing PlayStation. I'm looking at highlights, looking at the 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 weigh-ins, press conferences, uh, interviews. You know how you do when you just you just you're getting hyped for a fight or even a game. And I woke up Saturday morning, a little bit hungover, and something just told me go with Aljo. <laughs> something just told me go with Aljo. So if you're not following me on social media. And you only follow me on YouTube, and you only hear the podcast, uh, dude. I switched. I switched it up. I said I got Kazmat, I got uh, Volkanovski, and I got Aljo, Aljamain Sterling. But I had to buy TKO. It wasn't TKO, but uh, he put out a great performance, dog. I switched it up. I, I thought, you know, maybe maybe he does, you know, uh, extend it because I watched the first fight like a few days before. And Aljo won those first two rounds, I thought. Those first two rounds, a second round and a third round, the round where, uh, except for the round where he got, even with the round where he got need, he was getting dominated by Jan, but even at the beginning of that round, he was still scrapping out. But the thing was, he was playing Jan, playing Jan's game. I thought that he fought so fucking smart this fight. He didn't get too, in too much trouble. And when he did, it was already late. Piotr Jan, people were saying that he was fighting angry. I, th- I didn't think that he was fighting angry he was probably angry though. He, don't get me wrong. He was probably angry, but I don't think he was fighting angry. I think he was just overwhelmed because like, oh shit! Like this is a this is a different fighter. I'm not just gonna uh, uh, go through him. You know, I think he overlooked him a little bit. Straight up, I thought he overlooked him a little bit. I didn't think he was fighting angry. Uh, I, I thought he he really did overlook him. And where Aljo, where it wasn't necessarily those antics before, it was. It was business, bro. It was time. It was time. And I and I and I love that. I love that when you when you see a change in a fighter just for the better, that's what's up. So something told me to do it, so I posted a video just to let y'all know like, yo, I switched it up. <laughs> I switched it up. Lo and behold, I had all the homies fucking uh, t- texting me going, "Yo, you called, it, you lucky you switched it up, bitch." <laughs> but uh yeah, Aljo, that fool, he's he's a bad motherfucker too, bro. But pure he look at th- this is this is just a learning curve, bro. This is the, this is gonna be a rivalry. This is gonna be the rivalry we want. Like for the next in the next few years, I want them to fight again to create that that third fight. Are they gonna do it? Because you know uh, he's zero two against Aljo. Yeah, that first fight gives it that gives it that power, and you can't really do that now. But if Piodion comes back starches whoever he comes out against maybe he plays he fights up against like a, another wrestler grappler jiu-jitsu fighter like that starches him then fights another striker maybe uh the winner of tj, TJ dillashaw versus uh Algermain sterling because aljo called him out i don't know if that's a i don't know if that's a good the good fight for aljo right now but he did just beat Piotr yan who people thought was the scariest man in that division he beat him tactically smart calm uh, even when he was in trouble in the late rounds, he was still, you know, he 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 was he was keeping it together. He wasn't going, he wasn't uh getting too excited and just trying to go for the fucking kill. Played it safe, won it all the way to the end. I thought it was okay, split decision was cool. I if you would have said unanimous for me, like all right, I mean, I thought I thought Jan won that last round and the first round, but the second, third, and fourth were all Aljo, like straight up. Straight up. So I'm gonna say yes, I agree with the split decision. Uh Algermain Southern, I'm excited, man. He called out he called out TJ Dillashaw. So we're gonna see what happens. TJ Dillashaw, he you know, he's just coming off that injury. I know there's bad, bad stigma with TJ, but he's still a bad motherfucker. You've seen it with Corey Sandhagen, and I know that is the last time we pretty much seen him. And before that, we haven't even seen him for like three years after that, prior. So uh I'm excited to see how that turns out. But I do think TJ is still a bad motherfucker. You know, he he has he has he had good stamina against Corey Sanhagen, but Corey Sanhagen has been beat by T.J. Dillashaw, Aljamain Sterling, and Piotr Jan. So, you know, maybe if Corey Corey, you know, these losses or they were tough losses. It wasn't like I mean, Aljo he got choked out, but uh, they were hard fought. You know what I'm saying? So, I think I think Corey can maybe get a rematch with uh, Piotr Jan or uh, who are they saying? Uh, Caicaia, France. Is he? Who who, who he saying? What was saying? I can't, I can't figure that. But yeah, dude, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens next. And then the main card. I mean, look, we knew what the fuck what was going to happen. We knew exactly. I mean, we pretty much knew what was going to happen. Um, If Max Holloway had fought, had not get injured, obviously this fucking card would have been one of the best cards. <laughs> it To me right now, I think it is the best card of the year. Like so far pretty much, I think, because all five fights were pretty cool, except that main, the main event, Volkanovski just came out and just completely, I, with the first two punches, when he landed on the Korean Zombie, it was over, I'm sorry to Zombie fans, uh, I wanted, I wanted to see something about, something more too, bro, like, I wanted to see something more, but first two punches, you knew it was over, bro, and, uh, Volkanovski, bro, <laughs> he's just, uh, He's the champ. He is the champ, and he plays it so well. He's gotten definitely better. He's professional. He answers all the right questions the right way. He's just a champ, bro. He's the champ's champ, and if yes, he has to fight Holloway next. Maybe. Oh, just this morning I seen that Henry Cejudo is entering the drug pool, so like he can get tested to to fight again in the UFC. Hey, bro, we might we might get that Cejudo versus. Uh, Versus Volkanovsky, bro. So Henry Cejudo, I know, was helping uh, Korean Zombie. I don't know if he was helping him or he just showed up at one of his camps. But he was on Korean Zombie's side, you know, so I, he's, he's trying to inch his way in there. Uh, you still got, uh, he wanted to fight McGregor at 155, I believe, 150. I don't think that's the that's what McGregor, they were asking him in the, in the press conferences before, um, the pre-fight uh, press conferences. Yeah, I don't think McGregor wants that right now. But uh, So you got Cejudo and Holloway, man. And if you, okay, Holloway, we do need a third fight no matter what. No matter what. We need to clear the air. But we, it's like, okay, he's 0-2 up against Volkanovski, but we know what happened. The first fight, I thought, I still think that Holloway overlooked him, straight up. And then that second fight, I thought Holloway won and he was robbed, straight up. But the facts are the facts, and he's owing to. But there's still the stench in the air, that fucking, that smell. That's why the fight was going to be made. I think Volkanovski takes him out on the, the, a third time. <laughs> just where Volkanovski is at right now, and like Holloway, he's... Oh, the last time he fought, who was the last time he fought? I and mean, he just kind of, he beat him, but it wasn't really, it wasn't really that test. Like, we still wanted him to fight Volkanovski. Uh, but where Volkanovski is at right now, I think after this fight, he... He gets a confidence boost. Not to mention like he's already fucking confident as fuck. He believes in the South. But I do think that it just kind of, it shows him like he is a, he is a few tiers above everybody. And this fight proved it a lot. Like Korean zombies, no fucking joke. And he just literally shut him down. Literally, after the first two punches, I'm like, this fight, this, why why are we watching this fight? You know, like what, what are we doing? Like let's just let's just call it. I thought they could have called it earlier. The the corner should have called it, um, you know. When when uh, uh, Herb Dean finished, kind of just ended it right there. That was a little bit late. Could have been over. Volkanovski said he felt he started to feel bad, and then when Korean Zombie was just started crying, he just kind of felt bad. Like damn, bro. Like I do feel bad because you know you got your ass fucking kicked, and not to mention you haven't seen your family, your kids in a minute. So go fuck home, bro. Go the fuck home. Get your money go the fuck home. You deserve it. You know, rest up, all that, you know. Uh, but this proves that Volkanovski is tears, bro. It's tears above. And I don't know if Sudo coming back does it, bro. I don't know if Sudo coming back does it. I think Volkanovski is a real deal now. I was a non-believer, as were a lot of people. You motherfuckers don't lie. I was a non-believer in this dude, but it proves it, man. I I started I hopped on the train after the after uh, T seti after the Ortega fight. Straight up. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, that fight was it was a cool card. Cool card. I, I can't wait for the uh, Oliveira versus Gaethje. That one will be interesting because, obviously, you have two fighters, two totally different backgrounds. But but if, well, Gaethje can wrestle. Gaethje, Gaethje, Gaethje can scrap like that. He can wrestle. I know that. That's what I've heard through the grapevine. But as far as in the, the highlights, his performance, everything else, uh, you know that he's the striker and you know that, uh Oliveras is the jujitsu fucking snake, bro. Fucking do Bronx. If Gaethje can get some type of if Gaethje can get a win on the floor a few times, I think he knocks out Olivera. Straight up. And this is only from what I have seen in their last few fights. Uh Dustin Poirier when he fought Charles Olivera, yes he got choked out because Oliveras is so fucking smooth and clean. Uh but Dustin was landing. He was landing big shots on his dome, bro. That head movement for Oliveras is going to be a problem. I said it a few times. If gechi lands those fucking shots, you ain't getting up, my G. <laughs> like you go going to sleep. So you, he has to do something to where he can, you know, maybe roll with the punch or learn how to d- use his head movement more. Because if, if Oliveras has great boxing defense, if he starts striking defense, then I think he wins the fight. I think he wins the fight. He puts Gaethje in an uncomfortable spot and then chokes him out. You've seen him with Khabib, uh, and you know multiple fighters. They just—if you're a striker, usually if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna lose against a, I mean, except for Michael Chandler, if you're gonna lose against a, a jujitsu uh, fighter or a wrestler, you're usually gonna get submitted or choked out. Like that's how it usually is. Uh, Gaethje—he has been slept by Khabib, but. I do think that if Gaethje lands a couple, he's going to he, – that's it, bro. He's going to knock you out. Uh, big fan base Gaethje has, big fan base Oliveras has. I think uh, most people will be going for Oliveras only because, you know, he is a champ, he's been proving it, and they want to see – and it, it's, it's kind of getting to the point where, like, every champ in every division is actually defending their title, maybe except for that light heavyweight. But it's just defending their title back-to-back-to-back, you know? So I think people are on that train. But you can't count Gaethje out, man. He is championship material. A lot of people will be going for Gaethje. I might put some money on Gaethje. I don't know who I'm going with, like, permanently right now. But when that fight night comes, like, shit, shit, you know it's going to change, homie. (laughs) You know it's going to change. But, yeah, I'm excited for that fight. Also, I will be looking at the Vicente Luque versus uh, Bala Muhammad fight. That one's going to be interesting. That one will have some pedigree behind it because the whole com- comes out situation. I know that Dennis said, hey, uh, he's going to fight Kobe Covington on ABC next fight if he wins. Uh, it might be a little too much, bro. Might be a little too much. But what do I know, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, what else do we have on the agenda today? What else do we have in the agenda today? Where are my Dodger fans at? You know what I'm saying? Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers. Where are my Dodger fans at? Opening day was this past week. Opening day was this past week. All right. We got some uh yeah, some football news. Not too much football news. Uh next week I'll be doing uh a rookie, a rookie episode. I want to see like like what where, where the rookies where I think they might end up, who I think are the best prospects. Course, going to be talking some fantasy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see how that's going, but oh, hey, uh, fucking, my bad, rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins, bro. That shit was so fucking sad to wake up to. I know it was fight day, fight night, but that was not some good. That was, you know, you never want to wake up to some news like that. Um, the big thing was that, uh, people were shitting on fucking Adam Schefter, right? People were shitting on Albert Schefter. Adam Schefter. Look, 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 look. You know, how do I I want to say this? You know that it's not right to mention, like, anyone's, like, job troubles or struggles in life when someone passes away. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of sucks. It gives it, like, dude, like, why do you even need to bring that up? What about this dude as a human, his family? I get where Shefty was coming from. I understand where he was coming from. Uh, he was saying, you know, if you didn't if you didn't necessarily know who Dwayne Haskins was in the sports world, maybe this is a little bit of backstory. The struggling thing was like, ah, you like could have left that out. You could have just said former commander, former, uh, you know, uh, commander, a former Ohio State quarterback. You know, passes away. You didn't have to say struggling. I didn't agree with that, but I think Shefty, you know, he was still trying to do his job as professional as he can. But that that that, that was not cool. But I didn't think like he meant any harm by that. You no, know, a lot of people are giving Shefty saying he's a bitch, whatever. They're giving him some fucking shit right now. Uh, I didn't think he meant any harm. This other dude who I want to talk about. This other dude. This other dude, Gil Gilbert Brandt, Gil Brandt, bro, Gil Gil Brandt. I don't know his name, but Gil Brandt. I don't even know the dude, but it was going around Twitter, and you know, this shit goes viral, bro. Shit goes viral. And this fool was talking to, I believe, Dan Libetard, saying that he was a dead man walking because of his attitude and uh, his, the things he do he did, the choices he made. Dude, 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 dude. Honestly, fuck that guy. Honestly, fuck that guy. You d- like? There's nothing to be said when you said that. Like, you said that the man was already a dead man walking the day he dies. The day he passes away, bro. You are a sport. I don't even know if you're a sports analyst, bro. But you were on fucking Dan Lebitard and it got fucking passed around. You're a sports analyst? Like, but even then, my G, what are you doing talking about the man with a dead man walking his choices and what he's done and his struggles? Like, dude, that fuck, fuck you. Fuck you, Gilbrandt. Yes, I don't I don't really like to get too fucking crazy on the podcast, go too much outside of the sports, but that was not cool, bro. That was not cool. Fuck that, man. Hopefully he never gets another fucking job in the fucking sports world. Go to fucking go to take your ass to CNN with that bullshit, bro. Take your ass to CNN with that bullshit. Uh, rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins, bro. That shit it was sad, bro. It was sad because he was a he was definitely, from what I've seen around the league, is that he was a great fucking person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So rest in peace to uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Fuck Gil Brandt. Shefty, Shefty, it's just, like, d- let's just, you know, move on from this shit. I know you didn't mean any harm, but you shouldn't have said something like that. That's what I, I, my thinking on it. Uh, but the other motherfucker, he needs to never fucking work again, bro. He needs to never work again, bro. That's some uh, disrespectful shit. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm getting worked up about it, but I mean, that sucks, bro. Like that sucks. What if that was your boy, your homie, your son, your 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 grandson, your your dad, your father, your you know what was that like? And, that's, and then you got some fucking dude who does fucking commentary. I never even heard of him, but he analyzed maybe sports, football, whatever, and he just starts saying like, "Yeah, you're a he was a dead man walking," uh, you know, saying all this bullshit about you, bro. Like that, that gets me heated up, bro. <laughs> that gets me heated up, but. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins, man, rest in peace. And, uh, you know, you're in a much better place right now. Much better place than this fucking world. Um, Brandon Cooks gets signed with the Houston Texans, bro. I know, look at my crazy, not-so-crazy take, if you haven't seen it on social media, um, my crazy, not-so-crazy take is that Davis Mills will have the biggest leap and end up on top of his draft class towards. Towards I am talking about even the end of the season and maybe go and going forward. Davis Mills, bro. So <laughs> that's my crazy, not crazy take. I just like the way he played. Uh there was a few games where like when he did start, uh the team overall as, as a whole was was horrible. But when he th- there were some throws where I thought he made some drives where he was uh progressing well. And uh, even the in the games he did win. He put up numbers. He put up stats. He put up good passing yards, especially with Brandon Cooks there. Brandon Cooks is an underrated wide receiver in the game. And I think that they work well together. I think, you know, they lucked out with Davis Mills. You know, they had the whole bullshit with uh um uh Deshaun Watson and they thought like who's gonna be the quarterback, yada yada. Turns out you drafted a rookie who's who's nice. Like he's nice. He's he's not he's not no, he's not gonna blow you out of the water with what he's putting on the field, but he's nice. He could be molded into a, a Cool little pocket quarterback. He can he mobile outside the pocket. He he's not too fast, but he can get there. Uh, you know, I, I feel like if you can mold that man to be a better quarterback and just start to learn the game more, catch up with the speed, he'll be all right, bro. He doesn't have the 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 fastest arm, the most powerful arm. He's not really the most accurate, but I saw him getting some balls there that reminded me when Josh Allen was a rookie, I was just screaming, yo, Josh just the Stallion and brother josh allen he was my boy put up the most inaccurate quarterback season ever and i was still saying yo but look at these look at these look at this throw look at his progression right here in this drive you know during this win look at how he fucking handled himself that's what i kind of see with davis mills a little bit obviously that's a big take though <laughs> obviously that's a big take you got a uh, mac jones over there who's set up pretty well I think uh, if you give Zach Wilson uh, some, some fucking players on the squad, I think he could fucking shine out like really, really bad, really good. I mean, uh, then uh, Trevor, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, then you got Trey area, Trey Lance still over there in fucking San Francisco, what's going to happen with him. So uh, to say Davis Mills is going to outshine and be at the top of his draft class, it's pretty big, but it's not too crazy to say, bro, because I see it. Uh, so, so they got Brandon Cooks back. I think Brandon Cooks is a dope dope-ass receiver. And uh, congratulations for him. Um, big news, also like not really big news, but there's some stuff going on with like uh, Keenan Allen, my boy. He uh, he like a few weeks ago he said like you know that these analysts got to stop just talking shit. Like I love Keenan Keenan Allen, bro. I think he's the the best route runner in the league. He's my boy in fantasy, but I think he's the best route runner in the league. He has some of the greatest hands. You know what you're getting with Keenan, bro. Just a professional wide receiver who knows the game. Great. Uh, he's been talking shit like a lot of people. The fact that I keep getting put on their polls, let everybody know that's for clickbait. Uh, 1K yards the uh, past five years, five Pro Bowls. So he's just talking shit, trying to let everybody know that uh that people p- keep mentioning him as the most underrated one of the most underrated wide receivers i wouldn't say he's underrated but i wouldn't say he's fucking highly talked about either you know what i'm saying people like me who have him in fantasy or who just who love that fucking that tree that route tree who people who just study route running they know they have him at the top at, at pretty much top five wide receivers uh but as far as flashy and all that people don't notice that people like you know justin jefferson adams cups Cups, Cup, uh Chase, they think that those it, – it, it all depends on what you, the type of receiver you're looking at, what you like. I think that Keenan Allen is top five. I don't I mean top ten. I don't think he's underrated, but also I don't think he's talked about too much. So I'm right there in the middle. I agree with him, though. Uh, if you got to look at other things, bro, it can't just be like sp- flashy splash plays. He has someone literally next to him named Mike Williams who does that, and uh, he's not better than Keenan Allen. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. He's a beast, but he's not better than Keenan Allen. Um, Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew. Last week, I was fucking hooting and hollering. Hooting and hollering for uh, this. Yo, sign that paper with the Saints, bro. Sign that paper with the Saints. I know he was walking in there, whatever. He was in town. uh, But him not being signed to the Saints right by now, it is Monday, April 11th. I don't think he's going to be a Saint. I know people are saying, "Oh, he lives there. He he was from there. Send him home. He loves it." Yeah, I think the numbers weren't right. <laughs> That's just my gut. I don't think the numbers are right. Uh, there's uh rumors, you know, that that the Rams are looking up for him, and it's like, what the fuck are we doing, NFL? Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> the power, um, the the uh the power of the Rams, like banker, like what is going on over there? You know. Uh, but I think they structured they structured players well. They structured their conf, uh, uh, contracts well. And I think, you know, the super teams is here. The super teams have arrived in the NFL. So I think if there's any place where he can go, I think the Rams will be a good spot for him. But I do want the Saints to get him. Also, I kind of want him to stay with Kansas City, bro. Like, what is going on? Why didn't Kansas City offer him? They said if you offered him the, the three years, and I forget how many million a year, yeah, that if they he would have taken three years, thirty one million deal with if the Chiefs just paid him, dog. You lost Tyree Kill. You're losing your fucking one of your best defenders. Like, come on, bro. Mahomes is great, but he ain't that great. He can't play. He can't play two sides of the ball. So, uh, Tyron Matthew, where do you think he's gonna go? I would love for him to be a saint but I think it's open water for him. Anybody who needs a safety, you talking about the, the Rams, uh the Raiders, uh the the uh the Saints, Patriots, uh 49ers. They could all use a safety right now, my G. So, uh where do you think he's going to go? Um what do you, what is your crazy not so crazy take, you know what I'm saying? going into like the few seasons or next season coming up. What's your crazy, not so crazy take? That's what, that's what I want to hear from you guys. What is your crazy, not so crazy take? Again, let me remind y'all. Mine is that Davis Mills will outperform his draft class. Davis Mills of the Houston Texans. <laughs> uh, tell me your crazy, not so crazy take. Um, what is your take on the uh, UFC? Where, where is it going now? What do you think about Kamzat? Do you think he's the real deal? Do you think he's ready for Kobe? Kamaro, do you think he's ready for him? Uh, who do you got next week? Vicente Luque, Bala Muhammad, uh the fight out the fight after that. Who do you got? Charles Olivedas or Justin Gaethje. And fuck that guy, Gil Brandt, Gilbert, Brandt, whatever. One more fucking time. Rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins, ladies and gentlemen. Dead Space Entertainment. Please follow, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Share with your friends, and I'll catch you guys later. Peace.